0: Hello, and welcome back to AARP's The Perfect Scam. I'm Michelle Kosinski. We have something a little special for you today, a bonus episode with our favorite scam buster, Fraud expert Frank Abagnale here to answer your burning questions. You may already know Frank, of course, from the great movie Catch Me If You Can, which is a true story based on Frank's early life. Today, he's one of the top authorities in the world on scams and frauds. He works with the FBI and the public, and he is with us here now for a fun session. We like to call You've Got Mail with Frank Abagnale. Great to have you today, Frank.
1: Hi, Michelle. Glad to be back.
0: Okay, so one of the first questions is also I would say the most timely because it's about COVID, this time that we're all living in, when in fact, as if we don't have enough to deal with, we're also seeing an absolute explosion in fraud. And luckily that word is starting to spread out there. So I think many people at least have some radar up to things being fake, whether it's the personal protective equipment that's being sold or what have you, but it's also making people suspicious of things that might be real. And one of those things is the stimulus debit card. So one person asks, how will I recognize this COVID-19 debit card in the mail? How will I know it's not junk mail or a scam? And I have to say, this is very timely in my own family, because just days ago, I was talking to my parents, and they were telling me how they came like seconds away from just throwing the thing out, because my mom was sure it was some kind of scam, or just like another card that you get from a bank that you didn't ask for. And at the last second, my father said, well, let let me see that. Let me see that. That could be the stimulus payment. But I think he only knew that because he just watches the news constantly. And not not everybody has the Constitution to do that these days. So what do you think, Frank? What's the answer?
1: Well, I've been guilty of that myself. I mean, I've received sometimes a check in the mail, and I've looked at the envelope, and the envelope was handwritten. And it looked like it was some type of advertisement. I ripped it up only to realize it was a check someone sent me, and I had to ask them to resend the check. And, of course, on the other side of that coin— There are marketing companies who try to make the envelope look so real and official that you think that's important mail, then you open it only to find out that it's some kind of advertisement for selling you some product or trying someone collecting money for a charity or something of that nature. So a lot of us have to be a little more careful opening the mail in general to make sure that we at least open it and flip it open to see what's inside. Now on this payment, there is a cover letter with it, So I would tell people, if you open one of those and there is a card inside, read the cover letter to make sure what it is. Now, there are a lot of companies who send out plastic cards as advertising to say that you are acceptable for a $35,000 loan and it has your name on it. There are all kinds of things. You've made a selected member of our club. We'd like a donation. And it's a little plastic card. But you can look at that and take the time to take a moment to check it out and certainly read the cover letter. To understand what's this card for and what's it about before you just discard it
0: so true good point frank all right this next question kind of makes me chuckle it says the movie about your early life of course catch me if you can is constantly on even though it's been nearly 20 years <laughs> even though most people would kill to have leonardo dicaprio play them in a film Do you ever get tired of references to it? And I have to laugh because last night, Frank, as I was getting ready, you know, for our recording session and I was looking over our material, sometimes I like to have the TV on in the background, a little noise. I turn it on. What movie is just starting? (laughs) But catch me if you can. So it really is on all the time. Why do you think it holds such appeal still today? And do you ever get tired of people referring to it?
1: Well, this is two things. Number one, you know, uh, that book, Catch Me If You Can, was written in 1980, and the movie came out in 2002. I was amazed that through the 80s and the 90s, the book was selling so well. 25,000 kids a year do their book report on Catch Me If You Can because their teacher tells you you need to write a book report on a real person living And then they go to the library or they go to the bookstore and they say, well, you'll like this book. It's a fast read and you'll enjoy it. So the book has stayed very popular. And, of course, then the movie was extremely popular. I think people, you know, look at the movie and I think they know it's a story of redemption. They like the idea that I did do these things. I paid the money back. I served my time in prison. I've worked with my country for more than four decades. I think they look at all of that and they can enjoy the film without being feeling guilty that they're praising a criminal or a comman. But what does amaze me is it never stops. And every time there's some kind of scam or crime committed, they go, "Whoa, they Frank Abagnale that guy or that sounds like some Frank Abagnale stuff." Or, um, you know, and sometimes it's a jewel heist or an art heist or something like that, something I've never done, but everything now is Frank Abagnale. So, you know, knowing the movie is just part of that. You live with that. I know people have watched it over and over. I literally have seen the movie twice. I truly enjoyed it. They did a wonderful job of telling the story, but... I know the movie's on somewhere because just the emails I get every day. So when I start to get a lot of emails in the morning, then I know somewhere they're showing. Uh, catch me if you can. <laughs>
0: Very good. Okay, TJ from Washington, D.C. writes in, and he wants to share with you that his mother in New Jersey got a phone call from somebody just this week claiming they were from Amazon and wanted to confirm her account information. So TJ's mother didn't feel this was right. She didn't share her info, and she hung up the phone. So what do you think, Frank? Was that a scam?
1: Uh, Absolutely. Anytime you get a phone call or an email and they tell you they want to confirm your account information, right there would be suspicion. They already know your account information and I would certainly not answer any email or anybody over the telephone where I didn't solicit the call that started asking me to confirm the information on my account. I would simply say I will have to call you back with that information and if you're with a bank or whoever you're with I will look up the phone number and then I will call and ask for that individual and confirm that I'm speaking to someone actually on the other end of that phone is who they say they are uh, before I would answer any information. But right there, the minute anyone calls you and no bank is going to do that, no legitimate company like Amazon is going to do that and call you or send you an email and say I want to confirm some account information. They're not going to do that so that should be a red flag right there. Uh, There was a scam going around that simply they'd call and say this is your bank We detected some fraud activity on your account. So you said to yourself, well, this is my bank. I bank at this bank. And they said, "Uh, I want to confirm you have your credit card in your possession. So, of course, you open your wallet. You go, yes, I have it right here. And the last four numbers of the card end in 2029. That's correct. Mm -hmm. So I just want to confirm that you actually have the card. Can you give me the three numbers on the back of the card? You can't believe how many people Uh give them their security code. And they that have is. no idea if that's really the bank calling them. Maybe the caller ID said the bank's name, and they're convinced it's the bank. But I would never give that out. I'd have to hang up and call the card number, phone number on the back of the credit card and call the call center and ask if they've made that call.
0: So after TJ's mom hung up on the fake Amazon person... Will they call back or is hanging up enough of a deterrent that they'll just move on?
1: No, a lot of times hanging up is a deterrent because they're rotating numbers on a computer program and a lot of times they're just going on to the next number. So you might get a call from another scam order. They may sell the number to another scam uh, group or robocall group. But most of the time, if they don't get through, they just move. They have millions and millions of numbers, so they never run out of people to call.
0: Mmm that's true. Okay, Frank, so John in Virginia asks, what type of fraud is slowing down, if any?
1: Uh, there are criminals all over the world. There are some who just do a lot more of it than others. You know, for a while here, we had a slowdown on robocalls for a couple of months And no one could understand why all the robocalls kind of stopped coming in. Mm. And that happened because most of them come out of India and India was on lockdown due to the pandemic. So they weren't able to make robocalls. So we know where a lot of these things generate from and some domestic, but majority of them from overseas.
0: Fascinating. And speaking of those COVID scams, Frank, th- this is my personal question that it- it's gotten to the point where I- I'm so annoyed by the several emails I get every day now, Chinese based, and they're offering me masks and other PPE. But I get so many of them now that I've started to wonder, are they all scams? Or are some of these legit outlets that are just offering their Chinese made equipment? So... Are they real, do you think, or are they all scams? There's so many.
1: Most of them are scams. There are some that (laughs) are legitimate, but most of them, as I've said, these people who have bought these things, supplied their credit card information, they never received them. So they're just scams to begin with. And of course, they sell at a lesser price. They make it very attractive. People are desperate. They're looking for these masks. People live in a lot of fear now. They want to get these things. They want to get them as quick as possible. And so they order these things and they never show up. Some are the Chinese selling products of many times inferior products, products that don't work. So even though you receive them, then you find out they're no good or they're of no benefit to you uh, whatsoever. So you need to make sure you buy them from a reliable source and that you make sure that the person you're doing business with is a legitimate person.
0: And they seem to all be coming from different email addresses. So is there any way to stop these emails from coming in?
1: There's no way really to stop the emails from coming in. But again, you know, to go back to that same rule about unsolicited, you didn't go out and seek that company out, you received an unsolicited email from them, offering you something and asking you for money. You have no idea who that is on the other end of that email. So I would not want to part with my money on those types of offers that come to me over the email.
0: So here's one more question. We see, you know, this explosion in fraud right now. But since people aren't watching like one big nightly newscast anymore, they're not reading one local source of news, maybe not even their local paper. What do you think is the most effective way of getting the word out there these days on what the latest frauds are?
1: Well, I think AARP does the best job there. True. Not only with the Fraud Watch network, but their call center, all the information they provide to people. I mean, I go to the website quite often, and not only the perfect scam where we offer great advice. But also just you can go look up any of the things we talked about today and you can look up the subject matter at ARP and you can find information about it and what's the do's and what's the don'ts and what to be careful of. You have the call center if you believe that there's something going on and you've been a victim of a scam. So it's a great resource. And there are some other government resources as well. What I would warn people of today is there are so many news sources. There is so much out there on social media you have to be real careful about what you read and believing what you read. So you want to go to a resource you trust, a resource that you know you're gonna get good advice, good information, and information that's real and, and that can be useful.
0: Well, that is great advice, Frank. It has been wonderful having you with us today, and thanks for answering all of these questions. I know people have many, many more, so I hope that we can do this again soon.
1: And by the way, I love You've Got Mail because when you do something like I do, you answer questions every single day. Many of them come from the media. And when you deal with being interviewed by the media, whether radio, television, they're pretty much the same questions over and over and over. becomes very repetitious. But True. what's great when you've got mail is you're getting mail and questions from people out there. And I love the questions because they're questions that they have concerns about. And they are asking you that you probably would never get asked by the media. So I love that we do that segment on The Perfect Scan.
0: Well, we love to talk to you, Frank.
1: Thanks, Michelle. Great being with you.
0: <laughs> you too, Frank. Talk to you soon. If you or someone you know has been the victim of a fraud or scam, call AARP's free Fraud Watch Network Helpline at 877-908-3360. Their trained fraud specialists can help you know what to do next and how to avoid scams in the future. Thank you to our team of Scambusters, Executive Producer Julie Goetz, Producer Brooke Ellis, Associate Producer and Researcher Megan Demagnus, our audio engineer Julio Gonzalez, and of course, fraud expert Frank Abagnale. Be sure to find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. For AARP's The Perfect Scam, I'm Michelle Kosinski.